Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. It was an interesting end to a, to a pretty big week today. I hate to say it's even a slow end, but compared to the rest of the week, it, it kind of was. Uh, maybe it's just the heat starting to pick up here in Texas, but the market kind of had that feel of a summer day here. Uh, maybe everybody left a little bit early in the day today as uh, the afternoon trading was, was pretty good. Uh, fairly narrow trading range throughout the day, though, which is why I say it was a little bit of a quiet day compared to the rest of the week that we just had. But we did get a nice little rally into the close, took in the S&P positive on the day. But the pattern that we saw from this week continued today where we saw our major indexes between tech and value trading places each day. So today it was uh, the Dow and the small caps leading the way higher. Yesterday, the NASDAQ led the way. The day before that, on Wednesday, it was Dow and small caps again and so on and so forth. Uh, so an interesting dynamic there to watch it play out. And a little bit of that may have to do with the the yield drama as it's been playing out this week, you can't go anywhere without seeing it now in the financial media, Twitter, wherever. Uh, rates open this morning close to their pre-coronavirus insanity levels here, and that puts some pressure on tech a little bit today. Uh, you know, we don't want to, to make too much of that situation, but it's, it's what's been going on here. Uh, but if you've been tuning in with us here, you know that we're not too concerned about rising rates, especially at these levels. Uh, I mean, a 1.6 on the 10-year is is nothing too crazy here at all. So not a big part of our concern for this market here at all. No concern there, really. Um, and the market doesn't really appear to be too concerned about it either. The selling pressure that we saw in the, earlier in the session was mild at best, and volume on the NASDAQ, despite being down on the day, came back positive. So not a whole lot of fear out there right now. Even when you look at the VIX, down to a 20, which is getting close to its lowest levels since last year around this time, just before coronavirus insanity, I believe it was a little bit lower than it is now. Let's take a quick look. Just before, so... You know, March of last year, we all know what happened in March, but towards the end of February, the VIX was in the 14, 15 range. It did peak in February around in, at 18. And so now we're at a 20. We're getting back to where we were. And at the lows, like I said, since coronavirus insanity began. So again, not a whole lot of, of fear out there in the market right now. But overall, I mean, yes, rates could continue a little higher in the short term, but we really don't see rates heading much higher from here. And it certainly doesn't mean that our markets can't keep going higher from here as well. If you look on early in the rate rising cycle, it really doesn't have a huge negative impact on our markets like a lot of people think that it does. And we've covered those reasons here on the podcast uh, for the reason that we see rates staying low here. The primary themes being the Fed's continued quantitative easing. They're buying $130 billion in assets every month now. And then, of course, negative interest rates globally, really, primarily in Europe and Japan. That leaves bond investors with few 
real options there. And the United States is certainly at the top of that list. So we'll continue, even with, uh, as rates continue higher, we're going to see continued money pouring into our bond market, keeping prices high and yields low. And if you want to learn a little bit more about that, I encourage you to go back to, and listen to some of our podcasts from this week. Kip and I both covered it pretty in-depth here. But again, we see rates staying low for some time. And overall, if you tuned into our podcast this week as well, you know that we remain extremely bullish on this market for all time frames here, short, medium, and long term. And the real reason there is global liquidity. Uh, this week, of course, the latest stimulus bill passed another $1.9 trillion into the system, bringing the global total to roughly $22 trillion in fiscal and monetary stimulus all over the globe. That number is only going to continue heading higher. Here in the United States alone, the next bill is already being talked about, this possible $2.5 trillion infrastructure bill. Uh, I know the ECB was talking about more stimulus as well. So we're going to continue to see that play out. And with that level of liquidity in the system, as we've said here before as well, we continue to think that and believe that pullbacks will be short-lived like we've seen over the last couple of weeks, uh, they're going to be short and sweet, and they're certainly going to be buying opportunities. Even with the NASDAQ down today, it's already been a buying opportunity everywhere you look. And when you look at today, you got the Dow Jones hitting a new all-time high. The S&P 500 hitting a new all-time high. The Russell 2000 hitting a new all-time high. So that is nothing but bullish for our market. New highs beget new highs, as we say here often. But starting with our laggard on the day-to-day for our markets, uh, as I mentioned, after leading yesterday, the NASDAQ lagged a little bit today, finished off the lows of the day, well off the lows, down about six-tenths of 1% to 13,319. We were followed there by the S&P 500, up one-tenth of 1%, finishing close to its highs of the day today, uh, just about at them. Uh, was negative for most of the day today, had that nice upturn into the close to finish at 3,943, again, a new all-time high. The Russell 2000 up just over six-tenths of 1% to 2,352. And lastly here, the Dow Jones up nine-tenths of 1% to a new all-time high of 32,778. And on that note, Today, we also got another Dow Theory buy signal. Transports hitting a new all-time high today as well. See what they finished up. Transports finishing up almost 1% on the day, 0.96. So strong numbers. It's been a great run here. I think that makes seven positive days in a row, maybe six, uh, for the transports and the Dow now. So uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had a nice string, six days in a row of, of positive days here for the Dow as well. Uh, something that Charles Payne has been talking about a lot lately, those numbers, you know, six positive days in a row, the NASDAQ might have just had three negative weeks in a row. Those are more trivial questions than anything else. You know, how much is the Dow up for the year? How much is the NASDAQ up for the year? Well, unless you sold all of your stocks at the end of December, and bought everything again at the beginning of this year, what do those numbers really matter to you? Uh, So like like you said, it's more trivia than anything else, but it does, it's eye-catching. So that's why, uh, especially the mainstream media does it. Um, 
but focusing more on the actual action of the market is that we like that approach much more here. That's uh, you know maybe personal opinion there. But looking at our internals on the day, which we look to a lot here, we got a strong finish to the day here. They, they weren't incredible blowout numbers or anything, but on a day like today where the NASDAQ was down, the NASDAQ internals were negative this morning and even into a little bit into this afternoon. And then towards the close, they went positive and we finished positive across the board here for our internals advances beating out declines on both the NYSE and the NASDAQ, uh, new 52-week highs to lows. So we saw some real strength here. I mean, even on a day with the NASDAQ down, we finished with 949 stocks hitting new 52-week highs. That is a big number, folks. You don't see numbers close to 1,000 all the time in new 52-week highs to lows, and especially not with just 35 stocks hitting new 52-week lows. That's on both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. So pretty amazing numbers there. That is strength. Uh, lastly here, volume coming in positive as well, just under 2 to 1 on the NYSE and positive as well on the NASDAQ. And these numbers don't get updated until the end of the day, so I don't have time to run them before the podcast. But since we got beats, I think it's safe to say that is a new all-time high for NYSE advanced decline line and a new all-time high for new 52-week highs to lows. The March of last year being the one exception, that is a sign of strength looking forward for our markets. Um, coronavirus insanity was a, I mean, yeah, you could have predicted it a little bit, seen the, seen the tea, read the tea leaves, you know, a month in advance, but nobody could have predicted the lockdowns that happened. Uh, so that's the one instance where that reading might not have given you the warning signals that you look for for a sell-off like we got last year. So seeing these numbers at those levels is typically very bullish for our markets. Then looking at our sectors on the day, we also continue to see strength here. We finished with nine out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day today, and we got some new all-time highs here as well. Real estate led the way. We were followed by industrials hitting a new all-time high, followed there by utilities, then financials hitting a new all-time high, consumer staples after that, and the materials right at about their all-time high right now. And then our laggards on the day were communication services and tech. So not exactly what you want to see with tech finishing lower, but we continue to see so much strength in this market right now. Lastly for today, our VRA Commodity Watch. Gold, now pretty flat on the day, up just 0.03% to 1723 an ounce. Silver, now down 8 tenths of 1% to $25.97 an ounce. Copper, up on the day, just about 3 tenths of 1% to $4.15 a pound. And oil, now lower, down just over 6 tenths of 1% to $65.59 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin having a volatile day today, trading over 58,000 earlier in the day, now down 1.65%, trading at 56,574 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here on Monday for the close. We hope you all have a great weekend.